Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Lueda Roshka, your host, and we're talking about convergence. We've been talking about how the enemy comes and tries to converge against us and attack us. But you know what? There's a convergence of the Spirit of God. It looked like the children of Israel where everything was lost. Everything was um, everything was was going to be destroyed. They were converged upon. They were hedged in before and behind. How would you like to have an army of, of uh, strong, uh, trained, mighty warriors, uh, soldiers, as well as their big church, uh, irons, chariot, uh, say it again. Iron chariot. Thank you, Dawn. <laughs> so they had some protection around right, them. Yeah, yeah. And they were just going to, mm-hmm. just, they were coming. They were coming. They had the Red Sea before them. They had no boat. They had their little ones. They had, they, you know. Hey, that's even cattle. what. That's kind of how it is when we're in ministry right now. You're stepping into new areas every time we step. You step into a new mm-hmm. thing with TV or radio or whatever, mm-hmm. and you have no, no grid for it, no experience right. in it, and it looks like all these people are out here. They're way more experienced. They've mm-hmm. got way more protection. They've got this. They've got that. They've got degrees, whatever, and it looks big. Yeah, and it looks. It looks undoable undoable but he, but if god said do it mm-hmm. if he said leave my children leave my children out then that means he's taking them to a place right. and, and he's going to accomplish it yeah whether it's a new accomplishment or like, freedom from addiction or mm-hmm. a change in your lifestyle or debt free or whatever it is god has there it looks like there's big things coming after you but god has a way to get you out he has a way to show his glory in your life you know he the and, and I'm not just concentrate. I'm not going to concentrate just on, you know, what the enemy's doing, because we also want to talk about the convergence of the power of God. Mm-hmm. But just to point out to you, the devil is just like a roaring lion. <laughs> he, he's only he, he pretends to be one. Right. He's not really. He's not really a roaring lion. But there is a roaring lion and his name is the lion of Judah, mm-hmm. of the tribe of Judah. And he, that's one of the names, the lion of the tribe of Judah, uh, of God. And so as children of God, we have that roar of a lion that will come forth when you choose to speak faith instead of fear. Instead of giving fear a voice, give faith a voice. And like we read a while ago uh, in Second Corinthians, uh, verse, chapter 4, verse Uh, excuse me, verse 13. We have the same spirit of faith. We have a spirit of faith on the inside. According to what is written, I believe and therefore I speak. So, So really, if you really want to know what you believe, okay, I'll give you a challenge. And I'm challenging myself. If you really want to know what's in your heart, if you really want to know what you believe, down deep in the core of your being, in the very your very soul if you really want to know what you believe listen to the words coming out of your mouth Mm -hmm. now and if you say okay i that's not what that's not what i want i don't want the fruit of that so i'm gonna lord help me to stop speaking those words and and begin to feed your faith if you will start to feed your faith then you will begin to speak different things but but in the process here's a piece of advice to all of us in the process don't speak the fear. That may be what might be rumbling around in there. 
But you have the spirit of faith on the inside of you if you're a born-again believer. So allow faith to come up. So in the meantime, where you're being retrained, when you're going to speak out words of faith, you're going to allow faith to answer the circumstance. You're going to allow faith to answer the enemy's uh, accusations. And, and when you're being pressed in, everything's converging against you. When instead of speaking the fear like the children of Israel did, when they said all of Egypt, you know, there, wasn't there enough graves in Egypt? You're going to take us out here to die? We're going to die. They started professing the negative. They professed the negative in agreement Mm -hmm. with the fear. And if what would happen if Moses had not stood up and said in in Exodus 14, 13, Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish. Who's going to accomplish? He He will. will. For you today, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Verse 14, the Lord, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Listen, I have had God come in and fight for me. I am telling you, Mm -hmm. I would have been a goner. I would not have made it. There is absolutely no way. Uh, It was impossible. And I don't have time to go into my testimony, but I'm going to testimony. But I can tell you that God was good and is still good to me. Mm-hmm. In uh, an amplified version, Exodus 14, 13 and 14, Moses told the people, fear not. Stand still, which means firm, confident, undismayed. I didn't know that was such a word, undismayed. Don't be undismayed. Okay, I like that. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today for the Egyptians you have seen today, you shall never see again. That that demon, that assignment, that attack that has come against you, you will see no more today. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace and remain at rest. Oh my goodness, time is running out. So, here's the deal. They're backed up against the Red Sea. The army's coming against them. They're being converged upon. Looks like there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. It looks like they made a big mistake in following God. But, but God had all <laughs> along intended, he, w- he knew they were going to end up against the Red Sea and the army is going to be behind them. He did it so that the enemy would be utterly destroyed and show his power and cut that thing off to where they would not, they, they're drowned. They're never going to see that army again. That they had been in bondage for 400 years. Now think about that. 400 years, all those generations, all they knew was bondage. That's mm-hmm. all they knew. You may be living in a family that all you've ever known in your family is drugs and alcohol or being beaten or um, adultery or whatever it is, being abandoned. Lack, poverty. Yeah, sickness, mm-hmm. poverty. You may, that's may all you know. As far as you can, as you know in your, your family history, you can be the one with the help of God to see the salvation of God for that thing to be broken off and to be seen no more that that thing doesn't continue to pass down where, where, when you are at that point of your, you literally have no idea how it's going to turn around or make it and you say God why, why, why did you allow this to happen why, why am I as it says and we started out with we're going back and forth here. First, Second Corinthians 4, verse 8. We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. 
We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but not driven to despair. We are pursued, persecuted, and hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground, we never, but never struck out and destroyed. So when that pressure comes, there's a convergence, okay? But don't despair. Be undismayed because God, it was, it was, God allowed it. It was a setup of a convergence of the delivering power of God. What seemed like they were being uh, converged upon by the enemy was literally God was setting them free in that very exact moment where they can't run into the water. They can't do it. But there was God right there. He, he was their salvation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he didn't even just make him swim across or figure it out or flail, right? He, right. he, now he, he's about to do this yeah. awesome miracle, right. blows the wind all night yeah. long, makes it all <laughs> dry so they can walk, and, and he doesn't even make them work hard at it. No. They just get to go across. They just get to enjoy the benefits right. of it. Right. I'm going to read that right quick, mm-hmm. what God actually did, and we can talk about that. So, back to Exodus 14, y'all. I shall, sure hope y'all are quick at turning back and forth to the Old Testament <laughs> and New Testament. Um, Got to go back to verse 13. I love it. Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. In other words, it is finished. Like Jesus at the cross. It is finished. It was an it is finished moment. We all have those times where there's an it, fin- it is finished moment if you will hear the word of the Lord. Stand mm-hmm. still and see his salvation. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Just which means stay be quiet. calm. Stay calm. <laughs> Actually, it means to be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to be still, be quiet. Stand still. Mm-hmm. Don't give in to the chaos. Right. Don't, don't participate. The hysteria. Yeah. And I've done my share of it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said earlier, my daddy used to call me Chicken Little. (laughs) The sky is falling. Um, And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go for it. Now, that was the Lord speaking. It wasn't Moses saying, why are they crying to me? He said, tell the children. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. He's telling Moses, just go forward. Just go forward. Just go Just go forward. Don't stay stuck. Don't be paralyzed with fear. Don't lie, lie there just motionless in fear. Uh, Isaiah 61 uh, says, 60 says, arise, shine. Arise, get up. Don't just this lay is, there and let it overtake yeah, you. Don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's, more, there's more for you. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he says, but lift up your rod. Moses. Don't cry to me. He says, why do you cry to me? I think that's kind of funny. God is saying, why are you crying to me? Just go forward. Yes, Lord, I hear you. <laughs> Shout to the children of Israel, go forward. But lift up your rod. God always has something. You know, like the messages we've probably heard. There's famous messages that talks about, you know, what's in your hand. What's in your hand that you can use to get to, to that will help you. Because God wants you to participate. Mm-hmm. Okay. God wants you to participate in what he's doing. Not just, oh, God, just please, please, God, just rain it down. Now, sometimes he does that, like manna. But many times God wants you to participate. I want to lose weight. Yeah. Oh, you mean I have to stop eating some such things and I have to maybe exercise and walk? 
I have to right. participate with it. It isn't going to just fall off because right. I said I want to lose weight. Wah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sure wish that was the way it worked. I wish it did. It would be I, so nice. What, if that was true, I would be so skinny right now. I know. Me too. <laughs> We'd be, you know. I boom, think maybe I have boom. to stop eating ice cream because it's like my favorite. So, anyway, <laughs> the Lord will fight for you. Hold your peace. Why do you cry to me, God says to Moses. Tell the children of Israel, go forward. Go forward. Where, God? Can't you see the sea? Can you imagine? I mean, I'm, I could just, I picture things in my mind. So I'm seeing, Mount, uh, in my mind, I'm picturing Moses up where they can see him. And the waters are, are just blowing and wind and it's stirring up. And it's, it's a, I mean, there's a, it's just water and it's deep and, it, and it's, they can see the waves and, and they're looking at it. And, and evidently it was yeah. pretty treacherous was if pretty they didn't think they could get, right. they were backed up against and couldn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because the chariot sunk to the mm, bottom. Right. <laughs> so I picture him standing up there. <laughs> he says, tell the children of Israel to go for it. I can imagine them going. What? You want me to go <laughs> You <forward>? crazy guy. <laughs> this is not going to work. And he says, lift up your rod. I mean, to me, I'd have been like, we are following a crazy man. And he could have fallen into crazy. despair. He yeah. could have fallen yeah, into despair. Going, what these people, they, they just keep doubting me. But they ag- keep doubting you, Lord. <laughs> but again, so he, right, he could have fallen into despair. But what had happened to Moses? We talked about it in the first mm-hmm. half. He, he had had out in the wilderness for 40 mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. after he killed one of the soldiers that killed one of the slaves. Mm-hmm. He goes in exile for 40 years in the wilderness, and he, he meets up with God mm-hmm. in a burning bush. This is holy ground. He said, take your shoes off. He meets up with God in a burning bush. So he has had an encounter with God. There's a key. Mm-hmm. When you are, I mean, this Moses had just killed somebody. He's, he's running, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's, in, he, he's running and in fear. Mm-hmm. But he stopped, and he saw the burning bush in the midst of the wilderness, he stopped. Or he, he thought he, he was all alone. It. He thought he was all alone. He stops and he looks at this burning bush because he's like, that bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. So you can burn, but not be consumed. When you have an encounter with God, that's what he came up to that bush. And he had an encounter with God. And God began to tell him, look, I'm going to lead you. I want you to lead my people out of Israel. You want me to what? See, he was already, the reason he killed that, uh, that soldier, that uh, was beating one of his fellow uh, Israel Israelites is because he had a heart for the people. He didn't want them to be in bondage. Mm-hmm. That was his assignment, but he took it in a wrong way. Oh, there's a good key right there. His assignment was to set the people free all along. That's what he was created to do. But he let his emotions move him, and he went and acted in the flesh. It's a totally different message. I'm fixing to move on. But he acted in the flesh to carry out what the Holy Spirit, what God had called him to do. He let his emotions get the best of him. And, but he goes out in the wilderness because he's running and fleeing for his life, and he meets up with God. God is there. Moses could have walked right by that bush. Never he could have kept right on going, it. never mm-hmm. paid attention. But he stopped, it says, and he, I haven't read that in a while, but I remember he stopped and he looked at the bush and God spoke to him out of the bush. So Moses had had, had been having a, a relationship, an encounter, and had gotten in alignment with God. So when it was time to tell the children of Israel to do something completely crazy, complete, I mean, we're talking crazy. 
He was already equipped. He was already equipped. He was already seeing. He was already seeing in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And so he stood up there. Now, I don't know. It seems like there was like a million people, I think, of Israelites that were coming out. I don't remember the exact figure, but it was a lot. I imagine there was a sea of people right up next to the actual Red Sea. And Moses, here's his work, because God's going, I mean, the people are crying out, Moses, why did you lead us out here? What's wrong with you? How come you're doing this? You're not leading us right. Blah, 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 blah. And they're crying out in fear. They're complaining, and they are petrified. And God, he's, so Moses, Lord, you know, what do I do here? What do I do here? And Moses, God says to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Okay. He tells them to go forward. But he knows the voice of the Lord. He knows he the kn- voice of the Lord. He knows it because of experience right. and time with mm-hmm. him. In a really bad in place. A, right, in a really bad place. You are a, He is a fugitive fleeing for his life. He was a murderer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he was in the Pharaoh's court. He was raised as a son of Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. He was used to the palace. Mm-hmm. And palace life. He was in authority. He's out there in the middle of nowhere. And he could have been killed. I mean, they could have come and got him. So here he is. You're talking about being pressed in and hedged in. And your life being turned completely upside down. What you're comfortable with. What you're used to. I mean, we're used to everything being nice and clean in the palace. Everything. People waiting on you. People helping you. People doing what you say. Yeah, always food. Mm Mm-hmm. Comfort. Never hungry. Nice robes. Mm -hmm. Luxury. Mm -hmm. And he's out there because he took the word of God, the call of God on his life, and he jumped too soon. And he took it into a natural way. And he kills the guy. So what does he do? He's out there. So Moses had to have an encounter with God in the midst of... How many of us has missed God? We all have. How many of us has tried things and... oh? You know, how many things have, have we acted out of the flesh? I mean, he got manned. He got manned and killed this man. But it was because on the bottom underneath his heart really was, his heart truly was, I want, a, I want my people free. Mm-hmm. I want my, my fellow uh, Israelites free from bondage. This is not right what's happening. He, that was his ministry. And that's how we feel about yeah. our families. Isn't right. It? I want my people free. Yeah. I want them set free. Mm-hmm. So he, why were they being set free? He said, he went and told Pharaoh, let our people go so that we can worship the Lord. So they could be free and experience God mm-hmm. and, and to serve their God. So Moses, because of that encounter, because he went, th- he'd been through a bad way. He had taken a bad turn and he has hedged in and pressed down like in second Corinthians that we've been talking about in chapter four. And, so he is there, and he has to give the children of Israel a word, a directive. He gave the children of Israel a directive that made no sense. No sense. But because he had stopped, stood still, and heard God at the burning bush in the 40 years of being in exile before he goes back and obeys God and does it the way when God says, go to Pharaoh, you go to Pharaoh. You go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. Don't just start killing people. Go to Pharaoh. But he learned. He under he heard. Go he to learned. the head. Yeah, he 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 learned. Cut the head off the snake. You're right, mm-hmm. Don. Go to the head of the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Cut off that authority of it. Mm-hmm. And he learned to discern the verse, the the voice of God. 
He learned to discern the, the direction and the voice and what God was doing. So when the people were allowing fear to speak, he did what we were talking about back over there in First Corinthians, Second Corinthians uh, chapter 4, when he said, when the word says, I believe, therefore I speak. So what came out of his mouth was in direct contra- contradiction. And it stood up against what the people were saying. We're out here to die. We're going to die out here right now, and it's your fault. And it sure looked that way. You know, God had not yet told God, well, told Moses what he was going to do. All those hundreds of people standing yeah. there, thousands of people standing there accusing you. Probably a million. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's standing there, but notice it doesn't tell us that God had told him beforehand that he was going to take them to the Red Sea and the chariots would be following him. And he's going to lift up a rod and the craziest thing's going to happen. The water's going to part. Yeah, God he didn't tell him always that. give us all the instructions yeah. ahead of time, right? He, sometimes it's step by step. Mm-hmm. And, right. and you know what? Sometimes you need to just practice listening to the voice of the Lord. Ask the Lord to give you a direction. Mm-hmm. And, and ask him to show you still. what the fruit of it is. Mm-hmm. So, the, And he's not afraid of that. If you're going, Lord, I just want to really discern your voice. I really want to help me, Father. Help me to know that I'm hearing you clearly. Right. You can do that. Uh, and and it, he, he's training. not afraid of exercise and training. He'll right. listen to you. It's He'll a, help you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a training that we learn as we grow and mm-hmm. experience God and stay in his word. Mm-hmm. And let faith, uh, faith speak instead mm-hmm. of fear. Mm-hmm. So I want to I read this right real quick. Gosh, I just can't believe how quick this hour is gone. <laughs> uh, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. Okay, yeah, that's something I do every day. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I will indeed harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow. And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. So let me stretch on down here. Verse 21 of uh Exodus 14. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night. There were so many people. There were so many people. That wind had to blow all night and be to part the sea so they can all get through. That's how big uh, the, the... It had to be sort of like a hurricane. Or yeah. A, I mean, feeling like, yeah. I mean, wind-wise. To... I mean, how would you like to walk in between that? The water standing up like a wall on either side, and you, you know you could hear you do it. do that with fear and trembling for sure. <laughs> I would be like, oh, don't fail me now. <laughs> oh, don't fail me now, Lord. <laughs> okay, you did this mighty thing. I'm going to step out in it. But <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> So he, he stretched out his hand over the sea and the Lord caused the sea to go back by strong east wind all that night and made the sea uh, into dry land and the waters were divided. Wow, 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 wow. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on dry ground, dry, dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on the right hand and on their left and the Egyptians. We're talking about a convergence here. Well, the, I, I can sure, I can think of the, I see the Pharaoh and his army saying, well, Look what's happened. We can follow right through. (laughs) What it was, it was a convergence, a coming together of things, of a perfect storm for the Israelites and uh, the Egyptians. The Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. Now it came to pass in the morning 
morning watch that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians. He took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty, and the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians, on their chariots, and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians. Get that. The Lord overthrew. And that, that word actually means shook off. <laughs> the Lord shook off the Egyptians in the midst of this, the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. Not so much as one of them remained. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the shore, on the seashore. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, Believe, I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. Get faith words stirring up in you. Uh, and listen, there's a convergence of the power and the glory of God in your life right now. Miraculous signs and wonders, I believe, are being unleashed on this earth and in your life.